0: How to overcome fear of job security? Well, there's no such thing as job security. But growing your reserve of knowledge, developing your gifts, your skills, your talents, you get paid based upon the value that you bring to the marketplace. So economies go sideways. You could be in real estate and get wiped out. I mean, I saw a lot of my friends get wiped out that stayed in real estate after I liquidated and got out. And I'm seeing the same things happen now is that people that are in real estate, it's, you know, I have a lot of friends, a lot of family that are that are in it that have been doing well, especially the last few years. And things have changed a lot. And so if you lose your job, you should have the ability to go get a job somewhere else. That's, you know, again, it's all based upon you and how you develop yourself. You can't just be somebody that goes and gets a job and learns, I mean, you can, but if you just one, learn one job and one task and you wanna make a career out of that your, your whole life, you can, but the less skills you have, the less you your, your, you grow your reserve of knowledge, the less you develop your talents, you're gonna have a harder time finding a job. If you're smart, you're well-educated, you're well-rounded, You bring a lot of value to the table. It's pretty easy to go and get a job somewhere, even when you're struggling. Mm. So that's why it's, there's always another level to grow to. There's always another level to evolve to. There's, you can always grow your reserve of knowledge. You should always be challenging your mind. You should always be trying to learn new things, learn from other successful people, because yeah. that's one of the things I started doing when I was really young is that I was just an average pasty white guy from Pompano Beach, Florida, and I wanted to be rich and successful, and I wanted to date pretty girls. And But that's not like they don't give you a book. They don't teach you these things in school. Most people's parents and families don't know these things, and so it's up to the individual to figure out who to learn from, who to be... Who to allow to influence you? And it just really boils down to how much you develop your yourself. Are you always learning? or Do you look at your problems like, what's good about this? What can I learn about this? How can I grow from this? How can I become better? How can next time around I not make the same mistakes? Or as like Henry Ford said, I think he said, failure is basically an opportunity to begin again but more intelligently Mm -hmm. because each time you have a failure you learn something that doesn't work and so you shouldn't keep doing the same thing that doesn't work you should continue to change your approach right and and learn from other people especially people that are more successful than you it's one of the things one of the best things my parents ever did for me was sending me to a private catholic high school because i got to go to school with the creme de la creme of fort lauderdale i went to school with kids whose families owned NFL franchises who owned billion dollar companies. And if I sat and I named off the companies that my friends that I grew up with were, you know, we used to hang out. We're just my, my buddy that drank beers and we'd go out and party with in the weekends, but their parents were billionaires and they built these huge companies that if I mentioned them, you would all know who they are and just being around people like that and getting exposed to them and realizing, oh, that's just, my drunk friend and right. oh yeah his parents happen to be billionaires and and they have nice houses and they have great parties and when you are exposed to people like this, especially you, expo- you have kids and you expose your children to people like that like what it did for me is it made me realize that this guy he ain't any smarter than me I can do everything that he has done even Steve Jobs said the same thing he said that everything that we see as a world around us was made by people that aren't any smarter than you and I, and, and you can change it. Right. He was right. As he said, make a big dent in the universe. And so as you grow your reserve of knowledge, you develop your gifts, your skills, and your talents, that's how you earn more money as you get older. Most people don't focus on that. Most people, they finish high school, or they finish college, even a lot of doctors. It's, their education stops when school is stopped. They don't really read much. They're not constantly feeding their minds. They're not constantly reading books on business or trying to get better yeah. or learning from other people. And you know, what's so cool now with like YouTube and videos is any person that's ever really accomplished anything successful. I mean, we just had Char- Charlie Munger just died. It wasn't, he was almost a hundred, 99 years old. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett's partner, a multi-billionaire guy, one of the most successful in- investors in history. And, There's a shit ton of events and things that he did, public speaking events where he was interviewed and it's just constantly, he's given out nuggets of knowledge that he spent a a century of his life basically learning and acquiring these things and making billions of dollars and just sitting down and, and watching speeches or talks or lectures or interviews of somebody like a Charlie Munger or a Warren Buffett, or, you know, somebody that created, like even Jeff Bezos now, There's, there's a ton of things with him, or Elon Musk, that's one of the things I love about Elon Musk, is he's always talking about mindset and success principles and first principles and how he approaches, like how a guy like him, who's not a rocket scientist, goes and builds rockets now that are so much better and so much more advanced and so cheaply produced that even the Chinese are like, we can't build what you guys build for the money that you... We don't know how you do it. Yeah. And But this guy's not a rocket scientist, but it's his mindset and the way he approaches problems and the way he builds out teams and the kind of people that he brings into his teams. And you can see interviews of a guy like this talking, somebody that's actually doing it Mm -hmm. versus hoping to get into some Ivy League college like a Yale or a Princeton or whatever, where for the most part, you're learning from a lot of people that are just professors. Mm -hmm. But when you can watch go to an Ivy League school or get an, you know a better than Ivy League education just from listening to uh, uh, Elon Musk speak about his business or how he approaches business and entrepreneurship or Jeff Bezos or Larry and Sergey from Google or even Steve Jobs there's a ton of videos and great interviews from Steve Jobs where he just he's dropping all these you know million dollar nuggets of wisdom and knowledge that you can pick up whereas like when I was growing up, you could go to the audiobook section in a Barnes and Noble bookstore, yeah, or you know get a book, or go to a Tony Robbins seminar or something, or might be an infomercial on late at night. That was the only access to this kind mm-hmm. of information, and now it's like it's all over the internet, and you, yeah. you have the ability to learn from people that you you never were able to learn from. It would cost a lot of money, like in the old days. Like I remember Tony Robbins would do this; he would fly all over the world. And he would interview these titans of industry and just pick their brain. What's your best success tips? You know, how did you get to build this billion-dollar company? How did you come up with the idea? How did you get it financed? And just suck as much wisdom out of these people as possible. And he put it in tapes and CDs, mm-hmm. and then sell it. And now you can just pretty much go to YouTube and watch this stuff for free. free yeah, and educate yourself on because really smart, really successful, like, you know, Ray Dalio, Bridgewater Capital was, you know, a billion dollar hedge fund. They were the most successful hedge fund in all of history. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a book, I think it's called Principles, where he's basically trying to, because he's, you know, he's in the latter stages of his life. Mm -hmm. He knows he ain't going to live forever. He's got, what, maybe 10 years left, 20 years tops before he croaks. And so he's trying to put all of his information, all of his wisdom, all of his knowledge on the internet and videos and his books and in his lectures so people like us can can watch him on youtube and gain the wisdom that it took him a whole lifetime and millions and billions of dollars and mistakes that he made to learn this stuff and you can get it for nothing right that's so thoughtful and <laughs> um how do people find their niche like their niche though People who do have no idea what their talent the niche, Yeah, their niche. The niche, the niche. <laughs> That's kind of like Target, Target. Target. I'm going to tar- go to Target for yeah. shopping. It's a luxurious. What was the question again? <laughs> how do they the find niche? their niche? Yeah, like their talent, their hidden. Like, how do they find. well like steve jobs said in his one of the greatest speeches i've ever seen in my life is steve jobs i think it was from 2006 his stanford speech so you can go to google or youtube and just put steve jobs stanford speech Mm -hmm. one of the best self-help speeches ever and like he just put some of his absolute best wisdom and one of the things he said is this is a paraphrase you got to follow your heart your curiosity and your intuition because they somehow already know what you want to become Yeah. So in other words, you got to anything you're curious about that you're interested in, read about, watch videos on it. If there's a company or a product or a service that you're fascinated by, go and talk to the people that work there. Go and maybe see if you can have a cup of coffee with one of the owners or pick his brain or just come and take a tour of his plant one day and Mm -hmm. say, I want to be successful like you someday. I'd like to check out your plant. I'd like to work as an unpaid intern. Right. You know, find... Somebody that is already succeeding at the highest level doing what you want to do and either go work for them, internship with them, read their books, watch their videos, buy their products, mm-hmm. maybe get a job there. Because, you know, when you go learn from other people that are already doing it, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And the one thing that we all have a limited amount of is is time. Right. And so we have the same amount of time, 24 hours in a day, basically. And it's how are we going to spend that? What are most people doing? They're sitting on their ass. They're watching TV. They're playing video games. Or Waking up at like 1 p.m. Yeah, waking up at 1 p.m., jerking off the porn or or whatever, and not really doing anything to grow their reserve of knowledge, not doing anything to become smarter or wiser or this time they have. There's nothing wrong with wasting time, and you should take time to waste, but Mm -hmm. you should also take as much time as you can, especially when you're young, to learn as much as you can because as you get older... And you become more successful and you become competent because you did so much when you're younger. Then you kind of coast a little bit right. when you get older. Because the idea is you're going to do your best work when you're relaxed. And so anything you can do to set your life up, to have like, this was something that Charlie Munger was just um, mentioning in a recent video. He says most of his time, he's he would just, he had time alone to think and to do research. Mm-hmm. So in other words, he would close his door in his office and read a paper, read a book read some data, read some information on a company he was potentially thinking about buying or investing. And he would just sit there and have a coffee or whatever or a Coke and just think and contemplate. Right. And I, I like that a lot. I relate to that a lot because like every job I've ever had, like even when I was in the construction industry, I remember back in the day when I worked at Rooney, there were times I would just close the door in my office and just sit and stare at the wall and think. Back when I was in real estate and had that successful company with my partners, I put the phone on do not disturb, shut my door and just watch the cars go by as I would contemplate about some kind of issue or business thing that was going on. Or, you know, maybe I was struggling with something with a girl I was dating, still trying to connect dots and just having the time to think. Right. was very helpful. My, you know, one of my closest friends, you know, the the Corey Wayne and Bob podcast—if you guys have ever listened to that—was one I did a few years ago. With one of my best friends, you know, back when he was at AOL in the '90s before he cashed out his golden parachute and has basically spent the rest of his life trading stocks and just enjoying himself. One of the things he said that really struck me when I first met him, twenty, you know, almost twenty years ago, yeah, was that he said he, you know—this was like when he was in his 20s and he had one of his millionaire mentors was like, "You need to go work for a company that's up and coming." And you get stock ownership because then when they go public, you get shares. And because he was real big into technology, and so he went and did this. And he was like the very last guy that got a nice big stock option package at AOL because everybody that came after that got didn't get the same deal he had. And one of the things he always said was that I wanted to get to a place in my life where I had time to think Mm -hmm. because you think prior to that you're going to college. Then he had worked at another tech firm before he went to work at AOL, and he was busy. And it was funny. We were talking just recently at lunch, and we were talking about Google. and Because he met Larry and Sergey mm-hmm. um, back in the day. They came to AOL and because AOL was trying to buy Google yeah, back when it was just Google search. And I think he said, you know, so they met around the, a ping pong table, mm-hmm. basically, at, at AOL. It was um, my friend, Larry... Sergey, um, the guy, uh, I think his name is Steve something. The guy that used to run AOL, he was a CEO. So he's sitting there with all these big wigs. Google, when it was nothing, they offered him like 40 million. Yeah. But unbeknownst to him, just a few days before, Larry Ellison, who was a really good friend of Steve Jobs. Um, Larry Ellison, you know who Larry Ellison, what company he owns? Real big tech company. I'm, somebody can fact check me in the comments. But, um... Larry Ellison had just given them $100 million. And so when they're like, yeah, I want to give you $40 million for your company, they just kind of like, you know, they, they kind of laughed it off because they already had a commitment for $100 million to invest in their, their search technology that they were still developing. This was in the, you know, late 90s. Before, right. A couple of years before he left. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting hearing that where, you know, one of my friends was, you know, back there because we we're talking about censorship and stuff like that because mm-hmm. he was bringing these things up um, to the the heads of, of AOL back in the day because yeah. he helped develop the surge engine technology for Japan and, um, and how it, it organizes the Japanese characters and stuff like that and and even back then, there were people that were working there that kind of leaned left, that were going, oh, this person can't say that in the chat room, this person can't say this. they were even mm-hmm. starting to kind of censor people back yeah. then. And he was, you know, he came from Colombia. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, he saw what, you know, the Marxists and the leftists, you know, tried to do to his family's business, that, you know, they ended up fleeing Colombia and, and going to Europe, because it just became too dangerous and unsafe for them. And so he was against anybody that kind of had those kind of leftist views. And he saw that the culture was kind of going, mm-hmm. going that way. But it was just interesting to see. That it's like this guy was involved in all this stuff yeah. at the highest level back then with the biggest players. And, you know, he's, I patterned my life after him. That's, you know, I like to be, I, I want to create the conditions in my life where I have time to think. Mm-hmm. and I'm not too stressed out. Cause again, you're going to do your best work when you're relaxed. Right.